Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode three of Radwell Automation Nation. Today, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity strategies for manufacturers. Did you know that manufacturing is the second most targeted industry by hackers? These days, addressing cybersecurity is more important than ever in any industry, but especially in the manufacturing industry. Although IIoT and Industry 4.0 in manufacturing create many positive benefits for operations, they also create vulnerabilities within systems. These vulnerabilities make it possible for hackers to gain access to an organization's systems, equipment, and critical data. Because smart manufacturing often connects entire systems, this often allows hackers full system access unless there are proper protections in place. What is a hacker, and why does a hacker want access to a system? Hackers are people who use computers to gain unauthorized access to data that doesn't belong to them. They exploit vulnerabilities remotely without ever physically entering a facility. By exploiting vulnerabilities, hackers can cause anything from product defects within a production line to a complete production line shutdown. What can be done to decrease vulnerabilities in a manufacturing environment? A cybersecurity analyst would say that with cybersecurity training, there are many ways to close the gaps in the system to help protect it from harmful interlopers. Today, we are speaking with a cybersecurity expert. In fact, our guest is very passionate about cybersecurity, and we're really fortunate to have him joining us today. Our guest is John Janther, who is the Vice President of Information Technology for Radwell International. We mentioned him briefly in Episode 3 when we discussed qualities of a good leader. John has been with Radwell since 2012 and has over 20 years of experience in information technology. He started his career as an electronics engineer and has 11 years in industrial distribution systems experience. John is a graduate of Philadelphia University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Information Systems. He also holds numerous IT systems and security certifications and has served on various IT-related educational advisory boards. Thank you for joining us today, John. Thank you, Julian Rob. It's uh, great to be here, and uh, it's a critical topic, so I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Based on your experience, what is the most important item to consider when planning a cybersecurity strategy? Great question. So when we talk about cybersecurity uh, or information security in general, uh, there's three main goals, confidentiality of data systems, integrity of data systems, and of course, availability. So before applying these goals, you really first need to understand the assets, which means your data and systems that you're protecting, and then assess the threats and vulnerabilities these assets face. But I'd have to say of all the technology like endpoint protections and firewalls, threat and anomaly detection, I'd probably have to say the most important item related to your strategy is to place tremendous focus on your people. Employee negligence is arguably the, the biggest cause of data security breaches. So first have a cybersecurity policy, communicate it to your teams and conduct regular cybersecurity training. We conduct regular cybersecurity training at Radwell. So we, we help employees better be prepared for phishing and, and other attacks that they may encounter. If I had to pick the next most important item for your strategy, it would probably be segmenting your network, which means separating your ERP systems and your plant floor systems and having tighter control of what data can cross these lines. John, is it the plant floor that is a security priority for a manufacturer or are there other areas of equal consideration? Interesting. I'd have to say, well, cybersecurity criminals could shut down a plant floor, which halts production or an attacker could possibly alter systems to start making faulty equipment. 
and think about how damaging that could be, especially in, in these pandemic times that we're faced with. So while the plant floor is probably the heart of the production flow, any security plan or system is only as strong as its weakest link. So right now, I, I would have to say that the plant floor should be the priority for manufacturers because of the, the simple fact that production floors probably have not gotten the attention uh, in the cybersecurity attention that information systems have received. We've traditionally focused on protecting our desktops, our ERP systems, and our data centers. Devices these days, such as IoT devices, PLC controllers, these were not historically connected to our data networks, but in Industry 4.0, as you called it, more and more systems are, are fully integrated. We not only have real-time data on metrics, such as sales figures, but we also have information such as production line efficiency, which comes from these in integrated devices. So more and more of these devices are connected to the network and now have some type of operating system that they might have. So they have firmware, they have IP addresses. So this makes them all accessible and, and vulnerable to outside threats. Why do you think manufacturing is the second most targeted industry by hackers? Any theories based on your experiences? Yeah, um, while manufacturing has always been a, a, a vulnerable target, uh, industries like healthcare and financial services and, and government systems, they're, they're very data rich, while manufacturing is very production driven and has become more and more reliant on technology. So uh, attacks to this technology interrupts the production, which is very costly. Uh, attackers are often financially motivated and, and they know that a, a ransom may be quickly paid in order to restore production or keep their intellectual property out of the hands of their competitors. Fortunately for the healthcare and financial service industries, they've developed security standards that must be implemented and maintained and certified against. The manufacturing industry has really not been held to a high standard when it comes to security appliance. So it's critical that this self-policing of, of our manufacturing plant floors uh, uh, really occurs. Uh, and, and also let me add that protecting devices like IOTs and Raspberry Pis and PLCs this is really new to a, a lot of security experts in the industry, but it, it's not new to hackers. They've been looking into these devices for years. So it, it's, it's all new to security people that are trying to protect against those hackers. Yeah, that's interesting. How can manufacturers try to bridge the talent skills gap that exists within IT and creates vulnerabilities in the systems? Right. So uh, first, it, it's not just a skills gap. Organizations need to understand that for plant floors and production systems to be securely integrated, they have to fall under the company's security, cybersecurity plan. Once the plant and production floors are integrated into the cybersecurity plan, then the skills gap becomes the concern. And information security teams, they have to understand the plant floor and the assets and then the security gaps and vulnerabilities that exist. You know, IT and security teams, um, they're familiar with the traditional IT security tools, right, such as antivirus and endpoint protection. Well, these may not be suitable for securing the plant floor. These days, there's, there's tools like data anomaly detection or traffic analysis. So these may play a bigger role and require a different skill set to bridge the skills gap. So security teams need to understand more about securing devices such as IOTs and, and PLC controllers and Raspberry Pis. This is where the, the skills gap exists, and this is what must be bridged. There are many tools that are utilized regularly to promote cybersecurity, such as system auditing, firewalls, vulnerability screening software, and encryption tools. Is there one option that is most important for a manufacturer to have in place as part of their strategy? 
that's a hard question. It's the old saying that it takes a village. So I will tell you that any security program should employ what's referred to as defense in depth or, or layered security. So these days, there's not just one tool that can do everything to stop all attacks. I'm, I'm guessing or hoping that these days, most organizations have technologies like firewalls, intrusion detection and prevention, desktop protection, such as malware detection and prevention. Uh, most security tools these days are, are either agent-based or network-based, right? So an agent is a, a program that you can install on a device. So many devices such as IOTs, PLCs, these devices on the plant floor, they might not support an agent, right? So in that instance, you need something that's, that's able to identify the network. So uh, for a manufacturing plant floor, I would say an intelligent network-based technology, which inspects packets and can detect data and stop anomalous behaviors. That would be the most important tool. That and training and a, a good cybersecurity policy. Cyber criminals tend to target the most vulnerable networks. If software is kept up to date, it reduces the vulnerabilities. John, how often should an operation update software and what's a good plan for making sure this happens? Uh, another great question. Um, we, we talked about layered security, right? So software patching is a, is a critical component of that. So software patching should always be at the forefront of every cybersecurity policy. It can be a, a, also a controversial topic as, as some do believe that it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But there's attack tools that could actively be scanning your network, both internally and externally, looking for unpatched vulnerabilities. So if you're patched to protect against these, you may never know that this threat was present in your environment, but left unpatched and attacked, you'll certainly know it. Uh, as far as a system schedule, daily desktop protection is beneficial, while other systems may benefit from weekly or biweekly patching programs. Some larger systems, such as your ERP systems, these may require testing before patching, which is a little more complex. So a quarterly approach may be all you can support for this. But it's important to note that there's many companies such as Microsoft, your ERP companies, they release critical systems patching notes and notices. These releases should be closely monitored for patching information. So keeping up on, on critical patches is a priority. The security in a manufacturing facility can be compromised even when an operation has solid cybersecurity strategies in place. This can happen through interactions with a third-party vendor or supplier with cybersecurity issues. What's the best way for a manufacturer to approach this topic with a vendor or supplier without damaging the working relationship? Uh, another great question. So in this day and age, you may have systems and plant floors that are protected, but if your suppliers are the target of attack, that could cut off your supply chain. Today, so many systems are interconnected, whether it's for machine diagnostics, monitoring up downtime, HVAC systems, or remote vendor inventory management. Security systems are getting stronger, so attackers are looking for entry points via vendor systems and their connectivity to you. This is what's referred to as a third party or a supply chain attack. So it's important to stress that suppliers and manufacturers both have shared interests in protecting their own and each other's environments. It's all about risk management. So it's important for manufacturers to have an approved set of security standards that suppliers and vendors must adhere to. If this hasn't already been implemented, I'd inform your suppliers that you're conducting a third-party security assessment and you need to review any connectivity that they may have into your network and also their security status. Also, it's good to review what their business continuity plans are. 
Obviously, agreeing to this before the relationship begins would be ideal, but it's critical to ensure each supplier is taking steps to protect you and your supply chain as well. In addition, what are suppliers doing to ensure the products that they offer are safe? At Radwell, for instance, we have a cybersecurity burn-in offering to better protect your operation. This was great information, John. Thank you for joining us and for sharing your expertise. When it comes to cybersecurity in the manufacturing industry, the risks are ever-present. Implementing a strong, well-planned, and consistently executed cybersecurity strategy can be the difference between successful operations and a cybersecurity disaster. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Radwell Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.